virtual class today uh, for at least three reasons. Uh, number one, obviously, it's Erev Yutzvat. And um, it's also the Sicha with which we're going into the Shnas Chazaka. This is going to be the third year of Project Kutis Sichas. And I think that we could all feel that it's Mamish uh, Chazaka. It's Mamish strengthened our Skashrus to the Rebbe learning the Sichas every single week. Also, this week's Sicha is, is a mamish a yesaidistic sicha. It's, it's a basic sicha to guide us through life in everything, in parnasa, in shaduchim, in, um, in health, in, in every conceivable way. This is a sicha that we have to have in, in the front of our mind. Um, and after we do the sicha, we'll connect it a little bit to, to yutshvat because how can we not do that? Um, I also want to make mention of the fact that um, there's a campaign ongoing, uh, kibush.com, for Project Kote Sichais. And this is not a campaign that's funded by matchers or by any big fish. This is a campaign for each and every one of us. And our class actually has a team. It's called Mondays at 10 a.m. Um, and anything that anybody could do to help towards that uh, would be great. And Sipa, if you don't mind putting a link to the uh, to the campaign, it would be marvelous. And to think that three, three Yungalai, three, I think they're all Shluchim, uh, just had this idea on a Shabbos afternoon that um, they have to do something and, and look what kind of uh, power they have unleashed. It's, it's, it's simply breathtaking. And uh, we also have to remember that what they're building on their website is, a, is an absolute a repository of treasures. There are so many, many resources that will be available, you know, until in a few days Mashiach comes and then afterwards everybody's going to need to, to access this website. It's probably going to be a big crash and they're going to have to, I don't know, do multiple websites in Metaverse. Metaverse, I guess, is that's what it's called. It'll be a Yiddish verse. In any case, we're going to begin the sicha. Um, the sicha is uh, dedicated to the four shlema of Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak ben Sima Chasya. Maybe she should give him a four shlema b'seich kol chayle ame Yisrael. The sicha b'shalach gimel chilat zayin. Hapam harishena shabon iskorim b'tera hatzibuyim v'hadinim shal yom hashabbos. The very first time that the Torah mentions the command and the halachis of Shabbos, not the fact that there would be a Shabbos, which already appears in Chumash Bereshis, but the commandment to keep the Shabbos and the halachis that are delineated with the Shabbos is in this parsha, and it is, it is connected to the man. The kevon shakol and because everything in the Torah is with great, great precision, move on. So it's understood that there is a connection between Mun and Shabbos. And this is also understood from what is brought in the name of Reb Sadiagoin. That if somebody is found on Shabbos, in a distant place, 
ואיני יודע ביסר שם מהי הפרשה שקוראים ביסר שבס. And he doesn't know which parsha is of that week. Yikra parshas Haman. In the case that a Jew finds himself stranded in some place where he doesn't know what the parsha is, he should read the parsha of Man. Yisera mizu, and more than this. Av shebiyoyim hashabbas Haman lo yorad. Although we know that on Shabbos the man did not come down, Isa b'zayir the zayir it's it's written in the zayir the adrab. On the contrary, not only did Shabbos have a shaykhus with the man, even though the man didn't come down, but even more than this, habracha lemaila al yiridas haman b'sheishis yimei hashavua ha'isa b'shabbos. The source, the blessing of the man that came down for the other six days of the week. That happened above on Shabbos. Okay, Isa Gamba Mechilta, and also as in the Mechilta it is written, Berhu Biman. Shabbos was blessed with, with the man. Bitzarek Lahavan, we have to understand. Mahu Taikan Hakesha bin Amun Liyama Shabbos. What in essence is the connection conceptually between man and Shabbos? Can you can you guys hear me? Okay, so then I guess it's not my connection here. Yes, we can hear you. Okay, thank you. So we have to understand what is conceptually the connection between Mun and Shabbos? It would seem. It would seem that not only is there no um, connection that we can recognize between these two concepts, but even more, they're completely different entities. Because Shabbos as a commandment and as a concept uh, was given and devolves at all times and in all places. But the man, on the other hand, was for a very, very specific time, a very limited amount of time, in a very specific place. It was only for those 40 years, and it was only in the Jewish encampment. So now let's look at um, the psukim surrounding this mitzvah. Uh, so we're in Parsha's Bishalach, and we're in Hamishi, in the fifth part of the Parsha, in Perak. Tes Zion, 16. Um, so we'll read through the Pesukim uh, quickly, and, and then it will be easier for us to get all the nuances that the Rebbe is mentioning. So Perak Tes Zion, chapter 16 begins. Um, they journeyed from Elim, and the entire community of B'nai Israel came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai. It was the 15th day of the second month after they went out of the land of Egypt. And at this point, the entire community of B'nai Yisrael complained against Moshe and Aaron in the desert. The B'nai Yisrael said to them, if only we had died by the hands of Hashem in the lands of Egypt, when we sat by pots of meat and ate our fill of bread, for you have brought us out to this desert to cause this entire congregation to die of starvation. Hashem said to Moshe, behold, I will make bread rain from heaven for you. Okay, so let's note the words. Hinini mamtir lechem lechem min hashamayim. 
Behold, I will make bread rain from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather enough for each day. Again, we want to make note of these words, that I may test them to see if they will walk in the ways of my teachings or not. Look at Rashi, if you can, Laman Anasenu. Rashi says, how will this be a test? It will be a test whether they will keep the mitzvahs that are relevant to man. What are those? Number one, that they not leave any of it overnight. They were not permitted to leave any remaining man overnight. And the second mitzvah having to do with the man was that they shall not go out on Shabbos to gather it. So Hashem says, I'm going to bring man upon them in order to test them to see if they will walk in the ways of my teaching or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring home, again, let's take note of these words, Vahaya Mishnah, it will be twice as much as they gather every other day. Okay, so Mesh and Aaron said to all B'nai Israel, in the evening you will know that it is Hashem who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of Hashem, for he has heard your complaints against Hashem. But what are we that you cause complaints against us? Then Moshe said, when Hashem gives you meat to eat in the evening and a filling meal of bread in the morning, Hashem will have heard your complaints, that you cause complaints against him. What are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against Hashem. Then Moshe said to Aaron, say to the entire community of B'nai Yisrael, come near before Hashem. He has heard your complaints. As Aaron spoke to the entire community of B'nai Yisrael, they turned towards the desert and behold, the glory of Hashem was visible in the cloud. Hashem spoke to Mesha, saying, I have heard the complaints of B'nai Israel. Speak to them, saying, between evenings, afternoon, you will eat meat, and the mornings you will have your fill of bread, and you will know that I am Hashem, your God. It was evening, and quails rose up and covered the camp. In the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. The layer of dew had risen, and behold, on the surface of the desert were thin, uncovered flakes. It was as fine as frost on the ground. By Yiru B'nei Yisrael, B'nei Yisrael saw it, by Yaimu Ish Elachiv, and one said to the other, Man who? It is a food. For they did not know exactly what kind it was, and Moshe said to them, Hu Hashem Lachem This is the bread that Hashem has given you to eat. And he gave them instructions. Uh, please, let's just go quickly to, um, in the same parak, to Pasuk Chafhei, 25. Um, and, and this Pasuk is significant. We're going to, Rebbe mentions it, by this is about Shabbos. Eat it today. For today is Shabbos Hashem. Today you will not find the man in the field. Okay, so three times Hayyim. Okay, so now let's go back to the Sicha. We're in Si'if Beis, the second part of the Sicha. Yeshalach Gimel, Chelek Tezai. Okay, so we, uh, we finished Si'if uh, uh, Aleph, the first part of the Sicha, with asking, indeed, what is the connection between Man and Shabbos? First, we thought we could find a connection. But the Rebbe says, but it's two different things because man happened for a very specific and very limited amount of time in one place. Shabbos is for all time in all places. Bez. 
it would seem that we could say simply, that the the conceptual point uh, that joins both of these ideas, the man and the Shabbos, is that neither one of them necessitates work during that time. The man came down from heaven. There was no need to plow or to sow in order to get it. You didn't have to put in any work. And Shabbos, likewise, in addition to the fact that you're not allowed to do malacha on Shabbos itself, but because there is a concept of having pleasure on Shabbos, it's a mitzvah not to think at all about your various businesses, and, and involvements, but every Jew, it should be in his eyes as if all his work has been done. There's nothing left to do in the world. But if you are thinking now, this doesn't really compute for me, the Rebbe says, yeah, this is not enough. It does, it's not enough to say that there's a shared concept in Shabbos and Iman because of at least two reasons. Aleph. Because the man actually, although it came down from heaven, but there were certain overtures that were necessary. Like it says in the Gemara, For Sadikim, Itaka came down like bread. For Benunim, it came down like some form of wafer or cake. And for Rishonim, they actually had to grind it. They actually had to kind of um, knock the grains and kind of like a, with a mortar and a pestle kind of thing. That's one thing that the Gemara says. And also, and, 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 and also the Gemara says, V'chein tzadikim yorad al Pesach batehim. For tzaddikim, it was delivered by Amazon to their door. Benanim had to go out to gather it, and Rishoyim had to go a very far distance to gather it. So it's not exactly like all your work is done. Because when you say on Shabbos, that obviates even a person having thoughts of uh, his work and his industry on Shabbos. On the other hand, on Shabbos, <clears throat> the fact that there's no work encompasses every aspect of work, every aspect of life. But when it comes to the man, it only obviates work on the part of men respective to the food. And it's true that food takes up an embarrassing large segment of our life, but it's not all of our life. So for two reasons, we, we can't say that the man and Shabbos are exactly the same. Because for these two reasons, there's clear differences.
even if we could get over the fact that Shabbos is for all time and Mun was only in a certain place at a certain time. But even conceptually, they're different. And therefore, it's logical to say, so logic propels us to say that the connection between the man and Shabbos is very much connected to food. And this is also understood from the fact that the source for the obligation to eat three meals on Shabbos, and likewise the obligation to have two chalas or two breads, it's from the verses that we just read. In connection to man, we read the passage, three times Hayyim is mentioned in that in that Pasuk, and we learn from this that we need to have three meals. We also read in the Pasuk before that, Lechem Mishnah. The Torah says Lechem Mishnah, double portion. So this underscores that the, the aspect of Shabbos that has to do with food and with what we eat, that is what is connected specifically to Man, Gimel. Ala Pasuk. Regarding the verse which we read, Behold, I will rain upon you bread from heaven. And the nation will go out and they will, they will gather what they need for that day. Each day for that day. In order that I might teach them if they will go in my ways or not. Rashi Rashi writes, on the words, for I want to test them. What will be the test as we did? The test is going to be if the Jews will be able to fulfill the mitzvahs that are relevant to man. That they shouldn't leave over any of the additional month from one day to another overnight, and they shouldn't go out on Shabbos and gather. This means, that the whole reason for bringing them on, according to what the Torah tells us, is to test the Jews if they're going to be able to keep these mitzvahs. And the mitzvahs are that nothing should be left over from one day to another, and they shouldn't go out on Shabbos to gather. We have to understand, what is the connection between these two mitzvahs? That nothing should be left over one day to the other. And that they shouldn't go out on Shabbos together. We thought they got man because they complained that they're hungry. No, they got man in order to test them. So we have to understand this. What is the connection? between this huge miracle and Hashem testing the Jews in these two aspects. Dalit. Thank you. 
So we will understand this by prefacing and understanding the novelty of lechem min hashemayim, bread that comes from heaven, juxtaposed on lechem min haaretz, bread that comes from the earth, the bread we're used to. Lechem min haaretz, kalui ba'avaydas ha'adam. Bread from the earth is dependent on the work of man. It's through a person preparing a vessel in nature, whether it was when societies were all agrarian and they had to plow and they had to reap and they had to sow and so on and so forth, or you have to get in the car and you have to go to a store. But it's through the keli and through that keli, and through that keli, Hashem sends down the bread. And this alludes and includes all of our needs. It's not just bread. It's not just our food. Everything we need comes via some overture we make. That becomes the kli. It, what we do is two things. It becomes the conduit, but it also becomes the garment, meaning what we do, quote unquote, obfuscates, it, it shrouds, it covers what's really happening, which is that Hashem is giving it to us. But because the Ebishta wants us to have Bechir Chavshis, so the Ebishta has to work behind the Levush as it were. So our overtures provide these two things, both the kli and kind of the curtain behind which the lavush, behind which the Ebesha does what has to be done. Masha came, but a contradistinction, lechem in Hashemayim, kli The bread that comes from heaven is not dependent on a person making a vessel in nature. The ain't by klala by And there is not any work, in fact, on the part of the person. We'll move on and it's understood. And this is extremely important. We have to pay attention here. The Rebbe says, and so it's understood that these two modalities are going to impact our emotions and our mindset and our headspace. When you're talking about bread from the earth, when you're talking about the bread from the earth and that bracha is shrouded and comes down, is shrouded by and comes down through a natural vessel that the person prepares. Even though the person knows that what he is doing is only a vessel, and is only a garment. It, it's only a facade. This is a very high level. And the person also knows that even this garment and even this vessel in nature doesn't really prepare anything because he knows that nature has no role to play in this. It's not tefis makim. It doesn't take up any space. He, he's not attentive to it. 
why does he go to work every day? Why does he go to the office? Why did he build a business? The Jew only does this because this is what Hashem wills, because it's a commandment of Hashem that we should make an overture in the physical world. Like it says, the Torah says in Re'e, Hashem, your God, will bless you in all that you do. And, and you can't just sit in your den with your feet up and, and think that the, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall from the drop ceiling. But the Jew goes to work only because Abishah said you have to go to work, not because he believes for one moment that that's actually the conduit through which his, his parnas is going to come. The Aval PK, and even the Jew who's on this exalted level that has actually really uh, integrated all of these ideas, but still in all, but because practically speaking, the bread comes from the earth. Practically speaking, you could pay your grocery bills if you have money in the bank. And practically speaking, you have money in the bank if you have a job. And practically speaking, you have to do a good job and make yourself valuable so you keep your job, especially during Corona. So because you are making these overtures, because you're, you're enmeshed in this levush, in this garment, that is material and corporeal and earthy and natural. And you see that your work and your toil is having an impact. This all provides a place for a person to believe that it's his work that's giving him his parnasa. But a contradistinction, bread that comes from heaven. In the lechem in Hashemayim, the bread that comes from heaven, there is not intermingled in that the overtures of men. So this arouses a complete and absolute faith and, and dependence on God. I'll please them move on. Now we're in a better place to understand. Now we can understand what the Torah is saying when it says that Hashem says, I'm going to send you the man in order to test you. We could see that this truly is the essence of the concept of man. It's an order to reveal to reveal and to test Eitzel B'nai Yisrael by B'nai Yisrael The whole mitzvah was to test B'nai Yisrael for the completion of their B'tachin in Hashem. She'yeda Adam that a person should know she'kol lachmari v'chol tzurachav all of his bread, all of his needs, come only from Hashem himself. They do not come via any garment or any intermediary thing at all, the work of a person. doesn't come through any of this. 
וממילא לשלול כל נסינס מוקם לכך שהאדם ידיג את עצמי עדס הלחם שיכל מחר. This is meant to obviate any place for a person to worry himself concerning what he will eat tomorrow. Meaning that idea that the Jews in the Midbar were not allowed to leave any of the man. They were not allowed to leave it over from one day to another. They had to go to sleep with their cupboards beer. And like it says in Tanchoma, on the words that we just read in the Pesukim, that a Jew, the Jews then had to um, gather every day for that day. The Tanchuma says, Misha Barayim Baray Parnasasai. The same force that creates day created a person's Parnasa. Mikan Hayy Rabbi Lazar Hamudai Aimer. From this Pasuk, Rabbi Lazar Mudai used to say, Kol Misha Yeshle Mash Yoichal Hayyim. Any person that has what to eat today, Vaimer Ma Eichelamachar, what will I eat tomorrow? Harezem Michaiser Emuna. He lacks faith. Very strong words. Hey. Even though Lechem in essentially and in its source was not dependent on the work of a person. And this is why the man came down together with the dew, because we know about dew, tal loy miyatsar. Tal, dew, is never held back. It never stops. It never ceases. Because it is not dependent on the work of man. And here the work of man means that unlike the rain, which is a result of mist rising up from the earth. So there's a cycle. There's a reciprocal cycle between the earth and heaven. And that's how rain comes down. But dew, in contradistinction, comes down from heaven independently and unceasingly. And Hasidus has a lot to say about that. So the man came down together with the dew, which has this unique aspect about it that it never ceases. Still and all, even though the man seems to be disconnected from anything we do down here, which is the idea of the dew, that it is also disconnected from the cycle that is precipitated by mist rising from the waters of the earth. But still and all, we find we find that the man too was connected to overtures made by man. As we said above, that there was a distinction between the, the, the Sadiqim, the Benunim, the Rishayim, in terms of how easy it was for them to access the man and also in the form that it took. And there was impact on the part of man's overture, not only for the Rishayim and the Benunim. They had to go a little bit further to gather it. Even the tzaddikim, shehaman yared al pesach batehem, that for them, you know, they had prime, and it came right to the door. Huchrechu al kolpanim litroyach velil kaitas haman mi pesach batehem. But still, they still had to open the door, bend down, and pick it up. 
and more than this, Hagufa, this very fact, that there are incremental differences in terms of how much effort you had to put in between these three categories, Harezu Raya, this is proof positive. This is proof positive that the bracha of man was not without connection to the work of the person who got it. There was connection. It's not exactly like the do. And it's not like the do that has no, you know, differentiation in terms of how it comes down and it doesn't reach different people in different ways. With man, there's a distinction. But we find with the man, there was a difference in how it was received, how it was prepared or lack of preparation. And this all had to do with the makabel. It had to do with the recipient. And to which degree the makabel, the recipient, was deserving. The tzaddikim had to put in very little effort, bainanim a little bit more, and reshoim a lot more. And through this, we will also understand a very specific terminology that is used in one of the sukkim that we read, Behold, I will rain down upon you the bread from heaven. And not like it says in Bamidbar when it talks again about the man, it says in connection to the dew that fell first, and then the man, and then the tal again, which is one of the reasons why we have um, something underneath the challah. Then we have the challah, and then we have a challah cover that's reminiscent of the way in which the man fell with one layer of dew and then another layer of dew to cover it. So in Bamidba, when it talks about that, it says, Uberedes hatal, when the tal comes down. This would seem to indicate an absolute um, contradiction on the deeper level. Because in one place you're talking about mamtir, that's rain. And then in one place it's being described as tal, which is dew. And Hasidus explains that rain and dew are two very different modalities. Matar, mamtir, the term we used here, rain, is a kind of avoida that comes from above, but is precipitated by below. So it's a it's an asarusa de la ela that is called forth by an asarusa de la tata by the overture made below. Like we're told in Boratius, that when the mist rises from below, from the earth, then the rain will come down in reciprocal fashion. And if so, so why here in our parsha does the terror use? Mamtir, behold, I will rain upon you bread from heaven. The bread from heaven, it seemingly was not dependent on the disarosa dilatata, the overture from below. 
but the explanation is canal as we said above Although Lechem in Shemayim is in the main Ikar, it's Hashba, it's an effluence that comes from above whatever we can do down here. It's above the overture of the recipient, just like Tal, just like Du. But the way it comes down here is in is so that it has a connection with who gets it. It's in consonance with the avoida, the overture of the makabel of the recipient. Vav. Habir the explanation is. Inyan Haman. The whole concept of man, lechem in Shemayim, hayahachana the knisas b'nei Yisrael Eretz Yisrael. It was a preface. It was a preparation for the Jews going into Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because in Eretz Yisrael shabba miskayemes hanhaga the lechem in Because when they went into the land of Israel, they would have to get involved in a lifestyle that had to do with lechem in bread from the earth. Ki al so before they go into the land where they're going to have to talk and work the earth, Hashem shows us, showed them in such a revealed fashion that their parnasa and all of their needs comes from Hashem alone. Hadavar so this prepared them and gave them the strength that when they will come to an inhabited land and they will have to uh, change modalities, paradigm shift, they'll have to pass over to a new modality, they will not forget, God forbid, in the words of the Torah in Devarim and Ekev, it is only he with a capital H, it is only Hashem who gives you the strength to do marvels and wonders and greatness and strength and strong things. Yesera Mizu, Chayel, Valor, sorry. More than this, Yisera Mizu, Inyan Lechem in Shemayim, Ein Rakachan Onesinas Kayach. And the Lechem in Shemayim is more than just a preparation and like an injection of strength, a booster. Elohu Nimshach Umurgash Gam Be'eretz Neshevas. But this would be something that would be felt and would continue even when they came into the inhabited land, when they come into Eretz Israel, when they come to live, as we would say, Normal life. The cave on Yisrael are ahim be etzelamila mina oilam bahateva. Okay, so this is very, 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 very strong words. Because B'nai Yisrael are essentially higher than the world, we are higher than Teva. That's just who we are. That's just how we were created. We're walking around with a piece of Hashem inside of us, a piece of infinity. So we are really not of this world. We are not of nature. 
Azai ha-emes hi. So therefore, the truth that flows from this is, she'afilu biridasam ela'elam. Even when we come down into this world, us otherworldly creatures from a different planet, el seidah ha-voidah de'eretz noishavas. Even when we come down into the modality of work that is necessary in an inhabited land, so even when we look like we're going to the office from nine to five, we look like we're calling Balabatim, we're making campaigns and of year campaigns as such a campaign as such a campaign. In truth and inherently, what happens, what comes down, is not connected to Lechem Mina Aretz. It's not connected to it. It's not even disconnected as if to say, well, yeah, we have to put in a little bit of work, but what's going to come to us is it's, it's totally not in consonance with the overture we put in. It's not even like that. And it's not even like what we're doing is even just a garment. And even when you, you prepare this garment or you provide this garment and you do it only because Hashem commanded, the safe, safe, because at the end, because in all of these modalities, when we say, oh, well, like the like the Baal Shem Tov taught with Afklap and Afdaladen, we'll just knock on the window. We'll just knock on the window. I'll just make a call to this Balabas. Just make a call, even if he doesn't take the call. And that's going to create the Tzino. That's going to create the conduit. That's going to create the Lavush. Rebbe says, no, it's not like even that. These are all connected to Teva. Oberachta Hashem, what Hashem is going to bless you, this is all still that the bracha of Hashem is going to come in the vessel that you prepared. This is all having to do with Teva. But the Rebbe says, no. We have to know that the parnasa, the lechem min aret, he ba'ifin the lechem min ashamayim. Really, it's lechem min ashamayim. Asher enay kashur klal bedarche hateva. Klal is underscored. It's in italics. It has no connection at all to the laws of nature and the ways of nature. And this is the completion, the true completion of betachem that a Jew has to have in Hashem. But here's the thing. Bitachin is not only for those places where you've already gotten the eviction notice and your electricity has already been turned off and you have no possibility at all to have parnas. No. So at that point, you have no other recourse. You have no other choice, Kavyachal. Only to believe that Hashem is going to create some kind of here, just like the man came in Hashemayim. So the Rebbe says, no, 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 no. This is not like, you know, the atheist in the foxhole. El afilu kasher hu oisekli b'derach 
even when a Jew is making kalim b'derach hateva, mepnei shekach tiva kadosh baruch hu. And why does a Jew have to make why does a Jew have to make kalim? Thanks. Why does a Jew have to make kalim b'derach hateva? Because only because Hashem said. And still, kivua b'nafshoi ha'hanacha sheparnasosoi b'ikara hilacha min But still, it is um, kavua. It, it, it is it is steadfastly steadfast in his nefesh, the idea that in the main his parnasa comes as lechem min hashamayim, ve'enak shor b'darchiyateva, and it's disconnected from darchiyateva. Va'asher kavanas ha'avtocho be'rachach Hashem elokech b'cholashetasa, and the intention of the promise that Hashem will bless you in all that you do. And you should never make the mistake that the bracha is going to come in a shamayim relative or in consonant with the with the kalim that you prepared. But the bracha that comes in a shamayim is it has no connection to the kalim that you prepared. It's like it's like preparing a shot glass and, and a gallon. And so the kali, the 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 it therefore you understand that that it it can't be because of the kali. It can't be typhus makam because it's not it, it can't be Zion. And now the Rebbe says. So this is where it gets really poignantly beautiful. Now we understand why the man had to be connected at least a little bit to overtures of humanity. Because if the work of Lechem and Hashemayim would not have been a thing, if Lechem and Hashemayim would not have been connected to the work of humans, it would have had no connection, no um, comparison. It, it would in no way be comparable to Lechem and Aretz. And it would have been possible for there to be a mistaken notion. And the erroneous notion would be that there would be this binary. When it comes to that is not at all connected or dependent on man's work and man's preparation. Then you need bitachin. You need complete bitachin. You need complete reliance on God. But then there's a different compartment. There's something called lechaminar. It's completely different. Look, the Torah itself divides it. Six days you should sow your, your, your field. So when it comes to lechem and aretz, it's necessary to have the overtures of man. And 
And this would provide the proof positive that in order to get lechem in aretz, you do need that the keli is tefes makay, that that what you do actually do, is a space holder in the equation of what you're going to get. And so to completely eradicate this erroneous idea that we might be harboring, that there's two different things. There's lechem min hashamayim. And for that, yeah, obviously, you have to be in good terms with the Ebishter and you have to have complete betachan. That's, that's all in the Ebishter's hands. But what I do here, yeah, 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 of course, of course, I understand it comes from Hashem, but it's also dependent on what I do. And that is that is hidden in, nestled in, hinted at in the word hinni mamtir, that it came down like rain. Rain al is connected to what goes down goes on in this world because rain is a response to the mist that arises from earth. This means that even the lachem in shamayim hadayrish tircha. I'll him a little bit. So even the lechem in Hashemayim needed a little bit of effort. This shows even when a person is involved, it has to be felt and that feeling has to suffuse and pervade our consciousness. That what is coming from above so even when we're putting in our effort, a little bit of effort at least, a lot of effort, usually it's all lechem in Hashemayim. And this gave them the strength that when they went into the inhabited land, when they went into Eretz Yisrael, this established in the soul of each Jew the recognition that the way in which they do their work in Eretz Yisrael, which would mean, you know, getting up at break of dawn to go out in the field and do everything that people do in fields. That when you're enmeshed in the overture of bread that's coming from the earth, but essentially and truly, it is still all lechem min hashemayim ches. And now, Reb is going to take us deeper still, or parallel to this, showing us something beautiful in benching. And now we'll be able to understand something wondrous in Berchas Hamazay. I always wonder, like, who else wonders about these things except for the Rebbe, and that causes us to wonder. Like, the Rebbe makes it sound like we're all sitting around and we're like, wow, like, why, why is Berchas Hamazay like this? What is this that we were wondering about? Habracha Harishayna, the first, the first paragraph of Berchas Hamazay, that's called Berchas Hazon. Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who established that blessing to when the Jews got the man. The second paragraph, the second bracha, 
Birchas Haaretz, it's called Birchas Haaretz, Yeshua Tikin Lahem. Yeshua um, establishes Bracha for Bnei Yisrael. They went into Eretz Yisrael. And it would seem that there's a question here. Is the bracha that we make and we acknowledge that Hashem gives us our sustenance now? If so, it would seem that this would be the wrong blessing because why would we be making this blessing today on lechem min ha'aretz that Moshe established when they were eating lechem min ha'shamayim? Yisera mizu. Habracha rishonin ulmedes min ha'pasak ve'echalta v'savata uve'rachta. This bracha is um, based on a bracha in Parshas Ekev. You shall eat, you shall be seated, and you shall bless. And the Gemara says in, in Bracha, Zu Bracha, Birchas Hazan, Shahi Alachila Usviya. This is the Bracha that we make on eating and being sated. Vaha Bracha Hashniya, and the second Bracha, the second paragraph, Allah Aretz Zu Birchas Aretz. And the second blessing is on the land. Eina Alachila Vahasviya. It's not about eating and being sated. Shari Zesh Shaykh Le Birchas Hazan, Alachila Usviya. Ela Allah Aretz. We bless Hashem for the earth that is an earth that gives forth sustenance. And like we bless Hashem for Yerushalayim in the third blessing. So this is a, a, a most wondrous thing. How is it? that the thanking and the acknowledging that we do on our eating and being sated today, is dafka included in the bracha, the first bracha, which was established on the basis of lechem min hashamayim. But based on what we've explained, it's all understood. You won't be understand. Halechem min the lechem that we think is coming from uh, our freezer, if you live out of town, or the bakery, if you don't. And including in this is the bracha of the land. The land should be a land that gives forth sustenance. But as I have explained already, this is all a lavush. This is all a shroud. It's all a facade. It's all a veneer. It hides the source, the root of our parnasa. And that's why it makes sense that we make that brach on the food that we eat today, because it's all lechem in Hashemayim, just like in the times of Moshe. And when a Jew in earnestness and in truth recognized, recognizes that the root and the source of his sustenance is not connected to what he prepares and to his work. And not even in the way that we see 
what we do in Teva as a Kli, as a, as a conduit, as a vessel. But when the Jew recognizes that it is only and solely bread from heaven, move on, then it's understood. Then it's understood why the bracha that he makes on his eating and his being sated, you understand why that's the proper bracha? Because that is indeed the true source for what he ate and what sated him. Once we thank Hashem for what we have and we acknowledge that it's lechem min hashamayim, then we go to the next bracha lechem min we thank Hashem for the Levushim, for the Darki Teva, for the Birach Hashem Lekacha B'chol Asher how Hashem is going to bless us in everything that we do, Birchasa Aretz, and what kind of Aretz? Aretz the Mafka Mazayin, a land that could give forth food. Tess. And now the Chab is going to circle back to the beginning of the Sicha. Alpikol Hanal. So based on everything we've said above, Tuvan Gama Shaychus Ben Haman L'Shabbos. Now we are in a position. Now, after I've explained all this, we're in a position to understand the connection between man and shops. Call haprotim hanal man. All of the above delineated aspects of man. Aleph that it is bread from heaven. It is in open and manifest form, clear, that you could only rely on Hashem. Because everything is given from Hashem and Hashem alone. So that's one aspect of Adam. On the other hand, although it's all from Hashem and Hashem alone, but it's still connected to the overture of the person. Avoidas hamakabel, the work of the recipient. The chain and the third aspect that the Rebbe delineated, Nesinas hakayach mimenu shagam bahan hagad alecha mina aretz akshura, vigulli beeretz ubateva, yeda adam shebeshoshay ubepniyusay hu lecha mina shamay. The third aspect is that the man is, has the Nesinas kayach. It is the booster shot to remind us that everything that we do with lechem in our is connected in open and manifest form to the source. That a person should know that bepnimis, it's all lechem in So again, Aleph, that it's lechem in So you have to look upwards and every single day, you have nothing in your cupboard, nothing left over, no assets, nothing, nothing offshore. That's it. Only lechem Second, but it has to be connected at least to some extent with your overture. And third, that it provides the headspace for us to ap- approach our lechem That even when we're no longer in the midbar, we come into Eretz Neisheves, still has to be with the same headspace. And these three aspects, they all exist in the Indian of Shabbos. Aleph, the Indian Tzarchei Shabbos. When it comes to the needs, the Tzarchei Shabbos, what you need for Shabbos, Amru Chazal, our sages taught, 
lovu alai. You can borrow on me, says the Abishter. Put it on my bill. And believe in me, and I will cover your, your tap. God forbid somebody doesn't have money with which to buy the things that are necessary for Shabbos. And they don't even have any chances to earn the funds and to give back the halva, the loan that they have to take. It is incumbent upon him to rely completely on Hashem, lavu alai. Debesha says, you loan on my, on my account, va'ani poireya, and I will cover it. Because the need for Shabbos comes like lechem min hashamayim without any necessary work on the part of the makabel. Base. But on the other hand, just like with the man, but simply speaking, there still has to be an aspect of tircha, of effort in this loan. The yeser al and even more, what is the halacha? This halacha that Hashem says, you can loan on my tab. And I will, I will pay, but it's nemar dafka kashayish biyotaychfeitzim. But this is only when somebody has assets. Asher az yimash chenum. Then the Jew should take his assets and he should um, use it as collateral. The yilvalehim, and then he could loan against the 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 assets that he has. Aval im ein loy mishalay. But if he doesn't have any assets at all, then he cannot loan and Hashem will take care of it. That is to say, although when he does put up his assets as collateral, his intention is not to pay back the loan with the collateral. That's not his intention. But like Chazal taught us, Hashem says, you loan on me and I will cover this. This means that Hashem will find for him the necessary funds for this to be paid off. But still in all, but it's still necessary for the person to have some clea, some vessel. And I think like, just very, very quickly, like I think what the Rebbe is teaching is like, yeah, of course, everything's coming from heaven, but you still have to have some accountability, like some little plan, abyssal. You have to have faith in it. At least something that you can borrow against. So we did two of the three ways in which man is like Shabbos. Shabbos is like man. And Yimel, Ilui HaShabbos, the exalted nature of Shabbos, it affects and it it brings down energy to the six days of the week. 
על ידי זה שיש ליהודי ביטחון מלא בהשם אשר הקדוש ברוך הוא ימתי לו לפריע. It's not possible for a Jew to borrow against Hashem for Shabbos and that it not affect his or her headspace the whole week. It's just not possible. And he sees how Hashem blesses his overture, his efforts, and that you could borrow on Hashem's account against your clea, against your chafetzim. But even though you provide the clea, the chafetzim, it's not in accordance with teva. And then the Jew lives a whole week with the recognition and the feeling that anything he does to create a vessel in nature is in truth only Hashem's tab. Ani pareya. I will pay it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu mamtzi loi. V'derech metzia. Mamtzi is in italics, it's underscored. It's only Hashem that finds, that provides, that sends it, like a metzia that you, like, like something you never thought you were going to find, you find it on the, on the floor. The Ebeshter is mamtzi is parnasasai ba'ifin shalamayla m'derech hateva. The Ebeshter gives him the, 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 from a way that's, Higher than Teva, the Ainsay's Elisha Bracha Shalamayla Meateva, Milubeshes Bilvush de Teva. It's only that the Bracha that is transcendent is enclosed and, and, and presents itself within the garment of Teva. Yud. Alpize Yesh Levaris Mashmoz Divre Hazayar. And now we're finally in a position to understand one more thing. The Zayar says on the Pasuk, Al Yoiser Mimenu Ad Boiker. You should not leave over. There should be no remaining mud for the next day. Remember the Rebbe mentioned this at the very beginning of the Sicha, that even though mud doesn't come down on Shabbos, but the source of the mud is blessed. The blessing is rooted in Shabbos. But the Zayar says two things, that the mud of all the six days is blessed from Shabbos, and begin, and for this reason, the And for that reason, you should not leave over from one day for the next day. What's the connection between the fact that the bracha for man originates in Shabbos and that you can't leave over from one day to the other? It would seem. What's the connection between these two things? Why does the Zayar put in such a way that the fact that the Mun has its source and root in Shabbos is the reason for why you can't leave over any from Wednesday for Thursday? But based on what we've described, what we've explained above, we'll understand. The fact that the bracha above for man happens on Shabbos. It's because man 
is a concept and is an effluence from Hashem that is not enclosed and does not present itself in any natural way. And that is also the concept of Shabbos. Canal, like we said, Shabbos is all about that's why if you don't have your knees on Shabbos, Abish says, on my tab. Shabbos is about transcendence. And that's why this transcendent feature has to be present even when the man comes down. This even when it's in lechem min it has to be without cheshbonis. It, it has to be without calculation. And this expresses itself in the fact that you weren't allowed to leap over any from one day to the next. In other words, it defies all rules of logic. It defies all rules of economy. It defies all rules of being responsible. What did you put away for retirement? What did you put away for college plans? What did you put away for weddings? What did you put away for the condominium in Florida? What? And there's a reason that Chabad Lubavitch was the only Jewish organization that didn't leave, lose any money in the Madoff scheme. Because we had no money to put in. But who has money? Before you make it, it's already spent. So this is the idea that because man comes from Shabbos, it comes from transcendence. Therefore, even in this world, it has to, it has to keep that feature. It has to defy nature. But still in all, the Man did not come down on Shabbos. This was all happening above, but downstairs it wasn't coming down. Because David said, I'm going to bring it down like rain, which is different than Tal. And that means that man, as transcendent as it was going to be, was going to be linked with the makabel. It was going to be in consonance with the overture put forth by the recipient. Like we said above, the chiluk ben sadik and ben anum, et cetera. Hare hu rak beman kifisha hu yoyred mimadre gosev anishbalumata. So a lot of places in Hasidus where it talks about how above, it's one thing, but when it comes down, it has to be in a certain way. Like there's the producer and the consumer. On the producer end, there's there's no there's no such thing as symptom. But on the consumer end, there has to be symptom. So here down in this world, yeah, there's a connection to what we do. But man qua man in its unadulterated form, in its source, it's higher than having connection with any overture. Even the highest, the most sincere, the most faith-filled overture, man is higher still. 
And the same thing is on Shabbos, like every week, every Shabbos. The fact that you need collateral in order to be able to borrow on God's account. And this whole idea of Hashem saying, believe in me and I'll cover it. This is all Lamaila. This is all before Shabbos. But on Shabbos itself, no thinking about collateral, no thinking about chafetzim. You're not even allowed to think about the overdraft in the bank. The idea that they didn't go out on Shabbos Lilkai to gather, now we understand what were the mitzvahs of the moon, that you can't go out on Shabbos together and you're not allowed to leave over one day to another. Because these two mitzvahs, they express and they explain the reason for why Hashem sent man. Because on Shabbos, even down here, there is illuminated this modality of man. The way it originates in its highest source. And therefore, it has to be recognized and it has to be felt by each one of us. That's really not possible for our overtures to make impact. Not even in how we collect it. Like um, during the six days of the week, yeah, we can make a dent. But on Shabbos, and this has to be recognized by us that even during the six days when we go out together, even when we have a little bit of something to do with it, it's still really not about that. Um, so very, very quickly, um, since we're, we're mamish in the hours before Yitzvat, I, I, um, I thought maybe we could, and then everybody, please, if you could unmute yourself and, and everybody to add, please. I thought I would just start the ball rolling. Um, that in the Sicha, we see at least three things. One, we see this tenua, this, um, this, this, this paradigm, this modality, this tendency, this style in the Rebbe's Torah. To, to identify binaries and then find the unity and make them dissipate. So in this idea that there's lechem in a shemayim and there's lechem in a aretz, the Rebbe wants to aviate this schism, this fracture. It's like, well, there's heaven and there's earth. There's lechem in a shemayim and there's lechem in a aretz. There's a world which we have to keep at bay and then there's us in our ghetto, in our shtetl. And the whole avayt of the Rebbe, the whole darshvi was, no, there's no fissure, there's no schism, there's no dissonance. It's all of one cloth. Lechem in shamayim, lechem in aretz, dezelbezach. It's the same thing. And everything was approached by the Rebbe in the same way. 
just have to find how it's all part of the same thing. That was one thought. The other was this idea in the Sikha that Rebbe says that we really have no shaykhs to teva. We have no shaykhs to teva. And this was um, a charge and a gift that the Rebbe gave us. Yeah, but Derechateva, this makes no sense, and that makes no sense, and the other thing makes no sense. But what, what are you com- getting yourself confused about? You have no Shaykhs to Teva. And um, the third thing, and this is connected to the Seif Yud Beis, the, the 12th um, part of the the, the, the Hemshech of Basit Lugani, uh, the multifaceted. Um, sequence of Maimura Basilogani. So this year we're learning the 12th uh, part of the Maimur. And in Basilogani Chavbeis, in, in that year, and we're learning also Membeis. So there the Rebbe speaks about the whole idea that the Melech is Mevazbeis Ha'etzres, that the king takes his, his greatest gifts that, that he never touched for any other thing and he takes them out and he's mevazbis. He's even ready to, he's ready to, to take the hit and the loss that a lot of it is going to get wasted. And over there, in this, in, the, in this, what we're learning this year, there's a whole arichas on the fact that these gifts, that the eitzers, are or ain't safe atzmas It's a never-ending, unlimited, infinite light. It saturates the world, and the Rebbe uses the word, word lamaila ad inkates, above until no end, but also the same light saturates this world ad in tachlas, to the lowest point. In other words, nothing, nothing can stop this art ain't safe. It penetrates all of the worlds. And the Rebbe taught us and showed us and pushed us and prodded us to do this and, 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 and to understand what the Melech put into our hands. These are the Eitzvahs. This is the last frontier. And this, this Ar-Ein Seif is unleashed. And these brachis, these hamshachis, and this, this all-suffusive light from the highest point to the lowest point, there are no binaries. That's, that's our Avaita. So the Eitzvah should give us the to understand the gift that the Rebbe gave us and how he, he empowered us and, and is relying on us and told us, I did everything I can and now you have to do the rest. Uh, you got this. I believe in you. And very, very soon, it should really be um, and so I just want to remind everybody again, about the campaign that's ongoing now, kibush.com. Please tell anybody that you can. And if you have friends or relatives that want to anyway um, make a contribution, um, you could ask them to make it on our page. And that way we can fulfill our little part in this wondrous campaign. I really would love people to um, share and uh, mute themselves and, and say something about Yitzvat, about these days. Okay, someone else is talking. Someone else talking? Sounds like you, Joni. 
Yeah, okay. So unless someone's talking through your throat. <laughs> um God willing, next week I'm gonna be able to share some news that in my wildest dreams without the Rebbe would never ever ever have ha ever have had ever happen. That's it. He he the Rebbe picked me up when I was 40 years old and showed me a world that I never in my wildest dreams knew existed. And if, yes, you're right, that many times we can't see and we shouldn't take for granted, but there are times when we can see, when he allows us to see, when Hashem allows us to see. And for me, it's because of the Rebbe that I am able to, God willing, share this next week and actually see something. We can't, wait. we can't wait to celebrate with you. It's just, it's just beyond words. That's it. And without the Rebbe, never would have happened. Never, never, never. He picked me up from a world that was empty and devoid of any spirituality of anything and showed me a world that belonged to me that I never knew existed. He gave me gifts and showed me gifts and opened a treasure trove of which you are one and this class is one that don't always understand everything, believe me. I don't always get it, sometimes it's hard. I do print out in this class the English and I go over it afterwards, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just, that's it. Thank so you for sharing, and and l'chayim that everybody should have besurus teves or mesamches, and it should all be b'tayvat nirva nigla, like 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 Joni's saying, we should all be able to get on and every week share amazing things, and the Abisha should grant her Rabbi Yosef Yislik when Sima Chasi or Rafu Shlema, we should be able to talk about that ness as well. Somebody else want to share? I'd like to share something. A remarkable story that is actually is a sicha, and I wish I could be in that mode every single day of my life. But look, we have a Yetzirah, and it doesn't, and it's much stronger than our nefesh kiss in our, in our uh, reference point, in our sense of being. Um, but uh, um, we are in a building campaign. We're adding on to our building, so we're in a major building campaign. And uh, first time around when we built, it was actually very hard. And then to await the crash and it affected us in tremendous ways. And this time we decided we have to build on. The, um, anyway, I run a kosher meals on wheels program here in Kansas city and we have to expand the kitchens and the building da, da, da. We have a person here that helps us a lot with finding equipment. And, uh, so he calls me our circus and he says, Esther, there's a campaign you're looking for a walk-in freezer. They're not a campaign. There's a, um, no, an auction. And they're looking for what you're looking for, walk-in freezer. It'll work for you perfectly, not exactly the size you want, but it'll be perfect. The most you'll pay is $4,000. You'll save a lot of money. Brand new, walk-in freezer. When is it? The auction is first night circus. I say, first night circus. I, I can't. Uh, he's not, he's, he knows he's not 100% from, but you know, he says, don't worry, I got a, I got a guy. I got somebody. He'll, he'll bid for you. Da, 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 da. Fine. I said, what well, does it have to be picked up? I call the auction house. It has to be picked up second day circus. 
because uh, it's a new restaurant and they're closing, they never opened, da, 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 COVID, I want to do this fast. Anyway, so I call him back and I say, it has to be picked up second day, Yontif, uh, no, no chance. So he says, I'll get a guy, I'll get a truck, I'll get, I said, no. I didn't even know why I agreed to even look into it. It's Yontif. By the Eberstar, I said, there's no difference between 4,000, 40,000, Machenstoys. Anyway, we'll get whatever we need, it'll happen. So, and I just go, First day, I opened the Gmail and we get a Gmail from a, a foundation here, Goisha Foundation. We are now, um, uh, we are funding refrigeration. If you need up to $40,000, please ask. I mean, when was that anybody asked me <laughs> to ask for money? Anyway, so I thought, whoa, I said to my husband, such a gacha practice, you know, I, I but the Abish did no difference, 4,000, 40,000. Anyway. So I said, after Chalmite, after Yontif, we'll, we'll, we'll do it because you have a few weeks. Two days later, another thing, if you need, please. I go, whoa, I mean, I have a little time. They gave me a deadline. What's Betsy? I was like, anyway, I immediately called the refrigeration guy. I said, give me a bid up to 40,000. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to spend the whole thing. But meantime, of course, it's not only freezers. You can get refrigerators with 40,000. Came with on Asaf, right? He gave me a bid, gold, I'm telling you, 48,000. So uh, we send it in, and I said to my husband, this time, I think it doesn't make any sense. It's doesn't make any sense. And sure enough, day before my birthday, you'd give him a I get, which is two months later, whatever, a month, and uh, yeah, 40,000. We get a check of 40,000. So um, the sicha is like, so that. I wish I could live it every day, but it's so that. But the point here is, that it's really the Rebbe's, it's the Rebbe's, even though it doesn't sound directly the Rebbe, but it is the Rebbe's mode, how we grew up and how the Rebbe made us think that we can normally, you can just look at it and say, Eberster, Eberster, Eberster. Anyway, the Eberster will help from that. Uh, it should be like that by everyone. Just, you get, you get a request, ask, and it's in the mail. And it should, yeah. <laughs> you know what? We shouldn't even need it. We should be in Yerushalayim, Yutzvah. Amen, amen, amen. And the truth of the matter is that all the hamshachis and all the brachas are from the Rebbe. Foundation ahin, foundation aher. It's all coming from the same place. Right. And maybe right. should hope that we should we should able we should be able to see it easily. I I feel terrible that I have to hop off now. I have something at eleven thirty, um, but please don't get off. All of you can for brain for as long as you can. I want to thank Sipa again. And wish everybody a good yamtiv and a good yar. And we should be zeichet to give the Rebbe Nachas and, and to finish his project already. And uh, then we're going to need a lot of refrigerators and freezers, Esther. So don't please hold on to that. To that uh, contact your foundation because it's Ash going to start the Aveda. But, but somebody else will cook. Avada. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rifkin.